request a couple of days ago for that song. Somebody needed to hear it, amen, and I hope that it blessed your heart, blessed your life in a very, very special way, amen. How many is glad to be in God's house on this beautiful Sunday? We're glad to have you, amen. It's good to see some of you we haven't seen in a while, and we're just grateful that God gave you the opportunity to come and, and be with us today to worship Lord, amen. I couldn't think of nowhere else I'd rather be in this time and in this moment, in this season, right now, than drawing near to God and allowing God to have his way in our life, amen. How many of those guys have got great things in store for us, amen? Uh, and I, I would say even beyond this life, which is the most important, there's great things that lie ahead in eternity. We're looking forward for that great day when we can leave it all behind, as the song says, and uh, just uh, enjoy the fruits of our eternal victory through Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to share with you briefly from the Word of God. And again, I use that word briefly. I really need to stop using it. Amen, because uh, how many knows that uh, usually that don't mean nothing? <laughs> Amen. Uh, my intentions are good. Briefly from the Word of God, uh, if you'll stand with me, I want to share with you from a thought this morning. How many, how many realize the power of confidence? Confidence, and uh, it's a very important, important part of our life. Everything we accomplish, we need confidence. And I want to share with you from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, some things that God spoke to my heart. And my prayer is that you'll be encouraged and lifted by this message today. Uh, without confidence, we're in a mess. Amen. We're paralyzed. We are not able to take momentum going forward. Before I read this, I want to share with you, and I shared with the praise team this morning briefly that God spoke to my mind, and I began to think about the past. How many thank God for the past? I've got some good memories in the past, making some memories now as we go forward into the future. But as I was thinking about some of those memories in my past and life and all the things that happened to me, all of a sudden, you know, it was like God just spoke to me and said, you know what, son? He said, if you get your eyes on heaven as much as you got your eyes on the memories of the past, amen, to God, it might change some things in your life. And I got to thinking about that thing. I said, how powerful that word is. How often do we hold on to the precious memories of the past, amen, but yet we want to go to heaven? Amen. We can't let go of yesterday, but yet we want to go to heaven. We can't seem to grasp moving forward into unfamiliar territory, yet we want to go to heaven. Amen. And so this morning, amen, I thought I would share that with you before we get into the Word of God because we know that this particular person, Joshua, God is calling to move forward. And in doing so, God is speaking some things into his life that are important to speak to his confidence. In chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible said, After the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my son, excuse me, servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give, thee, give to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, said, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law 
which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Father, may you add your blessing to the reading of your word. God, may you hide your servant behind the cross of Calvary today. I surrender all that you may speak to our hearts in such a way that we would be eternally changed. Lord, that we would be refreshed and renewed. God, that our confidence, Father, would rise up again. Lord, in areas where it may have fallen weak. And God, that we would be able to stand before you with a heart and desire, confident, Lord, in pleasing you and allowing you to work your will through our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Confidence this morning in God. I remember as a child growing up, uh, I thought about some things that I dealt with and some things that I had gone through, some challenges uh, that the enemy would like for me even in that time of my life, to believe were not possible. He would try to do everything he could to try to steal away my confidence today. It is today important that as we think about those times where we lost heart and we lost confidence that we literally become paralyzed and we, we just literally were not able to go forward and do those things because we did not have confidence in our ability or we didn't have confidence in certain things that would provide that ability. I thought about how important it was that I needed confidence oftentimes in my life that I didn't have. Amen. And as I was thinking about that, the Lord spoke to me and said, everybody needs confidence. Everybody needs to believe Amen, that things are possible. Everybody needs to believe that there, amen, to God is a way maker who is able to turn things around in their life. And the Word of God said in Psalm chapter 20, verse 7, that there would be some that would trust in chariots and some that would trust in horses. But this writer said, we will trust in the name of of our God. Today there are some things that people trust in. There are people that trust in other people. There are people that have confidence in other people. There are people that have confidence within themselves, in their own abilities to accomplish certain things within our life. But today I want to propose to you that where God is taking us, we need more than confidence in ourselves and confidence in other people and confidence in programs and confidence in ministry, amen, outreaches. We need confidence beyond our job. We need more confidence, amen, than the, the money we may or may not have in the bank. We need more confidence, amen, to God in, in things other than things of this world. We need confidence, in God again. Let me say that again. We need confidence in God again. There are so many today that have confidence in the world. They have confidence in earthly things. They have confidence, amen, to the Lord that carries them through, amen, to a lower estate of futile, futile times and seasons within their life that become meaningless because there will come a time in our life when our confidence in earthly realm will not get us heavenly victory. Can somebody shout yes. 
I'm going to preach this this morning. There comes a time in our life when we can't trust in chariots and we can't trust in horses and we can't trust. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching this morning. We can't trust in the money in the bank. We can't trust in all our possessions. We can't trust, amen, and have faith in our friends to get us through to the measures of heavenly victory. We need, amen, to have confidence in God. We need to believe that God is able. We need to believe that God, amen, will sustain us. We need to believe that he is going to march us through the very battles of life and give us victories in our seasons where he is glorified within our hearts and in our lives to become a testimony to those who are without and yet trusting in the things of this world. I come to tell somebody today, amen, that there's a God who is saying, put your confidence in me again. Oh, yeah, and I believe if the preacher lays hands on me, well, what if the preacher ain't there? Come on, somebody. I believe if I, amen, can just get a hold of the elders and they lay their hands upon me, well, what happens when it's in the middle of the week or the midnight hour, amen, when the elders can't get to you, when the pastor can't get to you? Come on, somebody. Don't you believe, amen, that there's a confidence you can have in God that he will meet your need in the midnight hour today when nobody can get to you, when nobody can come. I feel the whole of my I feel the Spirit of God. We need to have confidence again. Amen. A people of confidence in God is a people that will march forward in the midst of the battle. Amen. Holding up the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ and say we will not give in for our Lord will see us through to victory. Can somebody shout yes? There's victory on the way. We got to have today that confidence in God. thing that shakes our confidence today, amen, are, are very important to realize, very important to notice. Dear goodness, as we begin to see this particular story, the Bible declares that Moses had died and been buried. The Lord had buried him. Nobody knew he was dead came back down the mountain. He began to speak to Joshua. He said, Joshua, Moses, thy servant is dead. And all of a sudden, here's Joshua. As we've read through the scripture, we begin to hear what God is saying. So it alludes to us to let us know what God knew about Joshua's heart and what God knew what was going through Joshua's mind. How many knows God knows what's going through your mind? He knows what's in your heart. So he knew when he spoke to Joshua that, that he would let him know that Moses was dead and, and he knew what was going on in Joshua's mind when he heard it and he knew what was in Joshua's heart when he had received the word that Moses was dead. And, and, and so this alludes to uh, maybe even Joshua thinking about the very sad news that Moses, who was the leader of Israel, who had brought them through uh, the Red Sea and marched them through the deserts and entered seated on their behalf and, and, and saw God do great and mighty things even in the midst of their journey through the 40 years of the desert. He was the man who was leading the people of God. He was the man whom God had his hand upon. Can somebody shout yes? He was a man whom God had allowed to see face to face. Amen. Him to see him with his face and the glory of God changed his face to where he would have to wear a veil because he had been in the presence of God and nobody could look upon the Lord. I wish somebody would understand there was something special going on here in Moses' life that God called him from the burning bush and then began to take him to great and mighty places. But it was not without difficulty. It was not without rebellion. It was not today without resistance of the enemy and resistance of the people. And here was Joshua standing with Moses. Amen. Fighting battles alongside. Amen. Amen. 
uh, leading alongside of Moses. And so it's now his time to come in and to take the place where Moses had left off. And God is noticing that all this is taking place within Joshua's mind. And you know this because he begins to allude to this in what he's saying to Joshua. In other words, can I tell somebody there's some things that will shake your confidence sometimes. And maybe Joshua was just thinking about Moses and thinking about how in the world is you, or God, or, or am I going to be able to do what this man was able to do? I'm nowhere near qualified to step in Moses' shoes. I'm nowhere near qualified to lead these people. Maybe he was thinking some things concerning his frailties and concerning the things that he wasn't able to accomplish and depending on Moses and believing that the good things that he had seen before had passed away. Can I tell somebody when you begin to look back over the past and you begin to see the things that happened and you begin to hold on to the value of the good things that had transpired in the past, if you hold on to it too hard, amen, it will cripple you and your confidence to go forward. And God was saying unto Joshua, he man, Moses is dead. In other words, you got a past, but I don't want you to look back to your past. I don't want you to hold on to it and put your confidence in what used to be. I want you to put your confidence in me today. He man, I come to tell somebody today, he man, thinking about it ain't going to bring it back. But having confidence today in the goodness of God, he man, will carry us forward into the glory and the glorious touch and move of God and the plan God has for us. He says unto Joshua some things that allude to the fact that Joshua was thinking about the past. And he was saying, Joshua, you cannot allow yourself to connect with what used to be in such a way that you can't go into where I'm taking you. He's, he's saying, have confidence in me. He's saying that, 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 that our confidence can be shaken when we're walking in new, into a new day, when we're not expecting and not knowing what's going to come. It's a new thing. Churches has fought it for generations the old way and then moving into new seasons and new songs and, and new worship styles and amen to God, even new preaching styles and, and all different kind of things have, have happened in moving forward that many times and often God has had his hand on but many have fought and struggled with the fact because they could not hold on to, uh, could not turn loose of yesterday and, and they could not, amen, understand the seasons they were in and they couldn't understand all the changes that were being made and if it didn't mirror what happened back then that it must not have been God and oh come on somebody if it didn't if it did not imitate everything that happened in the past then it must not have been God uh, and so God is saying that 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 many times our confidence can be shaken because we don't know what today is going to look like. We don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but we can't understand that God is right there from our yesterdays to our todays and even in our, into our tomorrows, amen, to allow us to walk into the journey by faith and confidence in him. He also, he may not only understand what tomorrow's going to look like, but what tomorrow holds. The older we get, I heard Bishop Tommy McGee said yesterday, said we can look into the, the report and see 50-year awards being given this year. He said next year, he said, I'll be in line for that. He said, well, if you be careful, you start looking in that thing long enough. It lets you know that you're next. It lets you know that you could be 
Amen. At any time, you could be not only the one receiving a 50-year award, but you could be the one whom they're, they're, they're allowing the slides, amen, to go through telling of their birth and the time of their death and all that they accomplished in their life and how God blessed them and used them. He said, you start getting older, you realize you could be next. No man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes, and you certainly don't know when he's going to call your name at any age. But one thing that sometimes breaks a person's confidence is not knowing what to expect. Some people are crippled in their confidence in God because they're too busy looking, as, as maybe Joshua did for a moment in their own mindset and in their own understanding. But then comes God's word to clear the air. Amen. How many knows that God wants to clear that foggy air of the enemy? Amen. In your spirit and in your life and build your confidence today. Let me share this with you from the word of God. Number one, real quickly, there are four things that I want to share with you real quickly. We can have confidence through faith in God by building, amen, our trust in God's instruction. Amen. There's no place better to find confidence than to hear what God has to say. There's no better place to find confidence today than to hear the instruction of the Lord. And in verses 1 through 4, God is saying unto Joshua, my servant is dead. Now I'm going to tell you what to do. I want you to rise and I want you to go over this Jordan and take all this people and the land which I do give them, even the children of Israel, every place that, you, that you, the sole of your foot shall tread upon Amen, I've given it to you. Amen. He begins to build the confidence of Joshua. As Joshua's trying to understand the death of Moses and understand how he fits into the picture and understand, amen, the, 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 the frailties that he's feeling and, and the unqualifications that maybe he feels and all the questions that he has, God begins to clear the air so that he can give Joshua confidence to accomplish what he's called Joshua to do. And ain't no better way to get your confidence built than to put your faith and trust in God's instruction. God says unto him, Joshua, I'm going to use you mightily. Amen. He said, as a matter of fact, I want you to know that everywhere you go and your, your, the sole of your foot touches, he said, hey, man, I'm giving it to you. And I want you to know, hey, man, that this is what I've called you to do. And this is the instruction that I'm giving you all the way through to the great river Euphrates and the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun. It shall be your coast. God did not say it might be. God didn't say it's a Possibility. He didn't say, "Well, you know, uh, it, it could, it, it, it could be rejected if the enemy comes in and overwhelms you." God said, "I've given it to you, and it shall be yours." What a confidence builder today to know that here's a man who was about to step into the shoes of leadership over the children of Israel, and he's about to lead them over to, into the promised land. And there must have been some questions as to what we're going to face there must have been some 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 fogginess about what we're going to, to to have to deal with and what might happen but when he hears God say everywhere your feet touch hey man I'm giving it to you and I'm going to give it to you all the way hey man throughout the land of the river river Euphrates hey man and understand what he says in the last phrase of 
of this verse. He said, it shall be. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, thank God for the shall be's in your life that is given up the word of God. Amen. You say, well, what is that? Hey, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you understand that God's got some shall be's in his word that he wants to build your confidence in. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will, not might, not maybe, amen, not a possibility. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will come and I will forgive thy sin and I will heal thy land. How many thank God today for the shall be's in your life? Quit worrying about what used to be. Quit worrying about what might be and put your confidence in his word. Nothing's going to always be the same but the Lord. Put somebody around you and tell them, Joshua was in a good place. Joshua was in a real good place. How do you know he was? Because he was hearing from heaven. If you want your confidence built, you can't be hanging around the bars. Come on, somebody. If you want to have confidence in God and have your confidence built for life, you can't be hanging around the sinful places of degradation. He meant to God. You can't be running from church. Well, bless God, I don't need to go to church to be saved. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know how you can stay saved without it. Come on, somebody. I don't know how you can get through some of the difficult times without it. We need each other. We need the fellowship. We need the gathering. And most of all, we need the presence of God to fall again, to lift our spirits, amen, and his word to go forth to give us confidence as individuals and as a church. He was in a good place because he was in a place where he could hear what God had to say. There's a whole lot of things that, that God says concerning shall. There's a whole lot of things that God says concerning will. And it takes away all the doubt. It takes away all the might. It takes away all the fear. It takes away all the looking back. I know what used to be. I know what the church used to be, but I'm still walking with Jesus. I know what we used to have, but I'm still walking with Jesus because the same God that moved back then is the same God that can move today. The same God that saved back then is the same God that saved today. Can I tell you, amen, America, hallelujah, is only 250-some years old, and here we are as a church in America today. Day, don't we realize that God's been alive for a whole lot longer? God's never been dead, but God has existed for eternity. But the church has been alive for a whole lot longer than 250 years. Amen. We want to talk about the old days. Let's go back to Acts chapter 6, uh, chapter 2. Amen. When the word of God said that they went into the upper room, he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Confidence in God. We want to talk about the old days. Let's go back and talk about the days when they were, were praying in the temple and when they, they were breaking bread with one another and they were going out and they were ministering in the streets. We want to talk about those kind of days. Let's talk about the old days. Amen. Wherever where Peter went, it was a very good possibility that the shadow that was being cast off Peter could, could fall on somebody and they would be healed. Let me go ahead and tell somebody today those kind of things didn't happen 
because they were hanging around looking at their cell phones all day long, playing games and texting their buddies. This happened because they got in the presence of God and they began to seek his instruction and they were looking for confidence. Hey, man, in the Lord. It didn't happen because they were watching days of our lives. Hey, man, and they were trying to win the lottery. It happened because they got on their knees and said, God, I need you. I need all of you. I want everything you have for me. Joshua needed the confidence to do what God said to do. Anybody ever been discouraged? Life gets discouraging sometimes. Mm. And it's in those times of discouragement you lose your confidence and all of a sudden you find yourself just existing. Amen. I want to submit to you that people don't want the power of God anymore. There are a few that do. But I want to submit to you, and I will tell you this, and this is a truth. Amen. I ain't lost. People don't want the power of God anymore. How do you know that? Because their faithfulness shows it. Amen. I'm not talking about you coming to church. I'm talking about in the prayer closets of life. You want it bad enough, you go after it. You want it bad enough, you go after it. You want him bad enough, you go after him. Come on, somebody. They, 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 this is a fact. We want to have our ears tickled on Sunday morning and the preacher to quit by 12 o'clock because he was supposed to be brief. So we could head down to the restaurant or head to the house and get our meal and get our a- afternoon staff. We, 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 we do them, bud. Oh, God forbid, Lord, let the Holy Ghost move break out. I mean, you have a Holy Ghost move of God. you got a few, few people jumping in there saying, God, I want all you can give me. God, give me. Then you got some just sitting back there saying, what in the world is going on? What a travesty. What a travesty. How, you mean all this, this pandemonium is taking place? You know, people's kneeling at the altars and they're crying and they're weeping and they're speaking in tongues. They, you know, what, why is all they're dancing in their spirit and they're, they're shouting and they're doing all kind of things. No, 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 no. No, we, we got to squelch that because, mm, oh, my goodness, help me, Lord. Joshua could not do what Joshua was 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 called to do had he not had the confidence of the word of God in his life. And can I tell you, it's discouraging. It is discouraging not only to pastors, it's discouraging, amen, to people who want it. When they have to fight through those who say they want all of God, but sit back and criticize everything God tries to do. I'm coming to tell somebody this morning that Joshua wasn't trying to criticize God. He was listening intently to what God had to say because he knew that the journey from Egypt was about crossing over the Jordan into the promised land. It's not about creating some nation of God that is going to become satisfied in the desert. It's about getting us to the promised land. And I'm telling you, the devil don't want the church and he don't want you to enjoy the confidence that we can have in God through the instruction of his word. We have to quit preaching after this. That's what the devil would like for me to do, but I'm going to preach on. He trusted in God's instruction. Then number two, he trusted in God's protection. Trusted in God's protection. 
How many knows today if you're going to do something for the Lord, you've got to have confidence that he's got you. Amen. Some may trust in horses and some may chariots, but we're going to trust in the name of our God. Amen. If God said he's going to do it, then we got to have confidence in his protection that he will keep his hand on us while we're doing that which he has called us to do, whether it's individually or as a church. Don't you know that even though hell may rage, if God's hand of protection is on you, it doesn't matter what the devil does. He can get mad, stomp, and snort and do all he wants to do. But God said, amen, that my hand of protection is going to be on your life, Joshua. You're not going it alone. I'm going to be there guarding you and guiding you. And in verse number 5, he said, There shall not be a man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. He goes on to say, I will not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. In other words, Joshua, I know you got your eyes on Moses, and you're thinking I had my hand on him, and, and he was just a very special case, a very special uh, circumstance. He said, but I want you to know, Joshua, that there ain't nothing I'll call you to, that I will not be as faithful to you as I was to Moses. Can I tell somebody today that God's faithfulness, amen, is valuable in your life. It's a confidence builder. So every time Joshua would look up and he would see the enemy, he'd remember what God said. Whoo! When the devil said, look at there, look at there, y'all in a mess now, Joshua would say, wait a minute, wait a minute, God said, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And God said, somebody shout, God said, God said, amen, I will not fail thee, and I will not forsake thee. God said, so while he's looking out at the enemy, and maybe whatever's running through his mind, the enemy's maybe trying to whisper in his ear, he thinks back about what God says, and his confidence rises up in him. Amen, there have been times in my life where the enemy's trying to convince me to go home, throw in the towel, quit preaching, amen, you've lost it, hey, hallelujah, it ain't worth it, the pain's too great, the frustration's too great, the battle's too strong, you don't have to fight this forever, just get you a job and go home, amen, and just, just live comfortably, hallelujah, and quit worrying about all the stress of ministry, and then I snap my head back in prayer and remind myself that God's said, he said, I called you. He said, if I have called you, I'll go with you. i go with you. What do you say? When the church, you look around and say, this one's leaving and that one's leaving, yet others are coming. Amen to God. Don't you know that if God puts Stoneville here, that God is going to lead Stoneville on? Don't you know? Amen. It don't matter what the devil does, it doesn't matter because God has declared his favor over this church. Woo. I feel confused. I was going to try to be brief, but I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. God said, yeah. Negative, 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 negative. This is happening, that's happening. I don't like the preacher. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like the other. I don't like how loud and boisterous they get. I don't like, I just don't like whatever it is I don't want to like. I just don't like it. And, and so you're going to let the devil keep you Amen from enjoying the fruits. Amen of God's grace in your life. Because as I preach Wednesday night, you got to get your eyes off of the negative, vile things and start getting your eyes on the precious things of God. 
In other words, if you want your confidence built, you can't listen to the naysayers. You can't listen to the negative. You can't listen to the bitter. You can't listen to those, amen, to God who are lashing out in pain because God didn't allow them to have their way or, or something happened in their life, amen, that they've been hurt by some whatever the case may be. You cannot let these vile things. See, see people have been hurt by church. They love to tell church folks why they don't have to go to church. Come on, somebody. And church folks are sitting back like, well, you know, they got a point. Amen. Come on, somebody. They try to justify whatever reason because they've been hurt. Well, I ain't going down there with them bunch of hypocrites. Why do they say that? Because they've been hurt. They've lost their confidence in God. And they put their confidence in man. And I'm telling you today, if you want to build your confidence up, you cannot listen to the negative things. You've got to hear what God says. And, it, it, and when the enemy comes to try to stop you in your tracks and try to discourage you and steal away your confidence in God, you've got to remind yourself what God said. He said, Yo, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not just with you when you got money in the bank and when all the blessings of God is flowing I'm with you in the hardest places of your life when the enemy is raging amen and breathing down your neck take confidence in God he cut up us on and know today amen that it does not matter what we face when we know we're not alone that God is with us I like those songs said Jesus is with me when the storm comes clouds gather. He's standing by my side. When I hear the thunder roll, he holds my hand. When I begin to tremble, when the winds of this world is blowing strong, we trust God for his instruction. We trust him for his protection. And then thirdly, we trust him by obedience. Oh, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. Come on, somebody. How do you taste of him? You taste of him by hearing his instruction, trusting in his word, and apply it to your life. Come on, somebody. How many knows that your confidence can be built as you are actively walking in obedience to God? Amen. Doing what God said do. Whoo. I remember when Peter was in jail. I wasn't there, but I remember what the word said. It said Peter was in jail. They were down there praying. What was they? What was they do? Well, the Bible said, "Pray for one another." So they were, they were down at Rhoda's house and they were praying. Man, they were getting an intense prayer. They could have said, "Well, you know, Peter's in a mess. Maybe, maybe the Lord will help him. Maybe he won't." But you know what? They had confidence in God. So what did they do? They took the confidence they had in His instruction, and the confidence of His protection. And they gathered down at Rhoda's house and they began to experience the confidence through obedience. What does that mean? That means while they're praying, God is about to, 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 to move and, and to answer prayer. And so while they're praying, Peter is laying there asleep and the angel comes and taps him on the side to get up. His chains fall off. Four Quaternions of soldiers is there guarding him, and they don't even see him as an angel escorts him out of the jail. And he goes down there to Rhoda's house, and he knocks on the door. Oh, come on, somebody. And the, and the dear sister comes and looks out the, the door and says, Oh, my goodness, it's Peter. We were just praying about him. How in the world did he get out? That quick? Oh, my goodness. God's answered prayer. Everybody else is in the prayer room. Amen in that house, and they're praying. 
praying, they're praying. But here this woman, this young lady comes running back into the house and said, hey, Peter is at the door. Hey, man, you're talking about a confidence builder. When you're doing something, you know God. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? When God calls you to a place of prayer and obedience and you begin to take confidence in his instruction and in his word and you begin to pray, hey, man, don't you know when God answers prayer, it builds your confidence every time he shows up and gives you a yes and gives you a miraculous in your moment. Hey, man, you turn around and say, hey, I was just praying about that and look what the Lord has done. Hey, man, I was praying for my son for years and years. Hey, man, my daughter, and now look what the Lord has done. Now, in the midst of this, we must understand that God is a God who builds our confidence through obedience. Peter began to become more, uh, excuse me, Paul became more confident in his walk with God, even through the hardest places. Because he saw that living his life for the Lord in obedience would cause him to, to see the favor of God's hand in his life. And everywhere, Paul was never disappointed, even in his bad moments. How do you know that? Because Paul didn't quit going to church. Amen. Paul didn't quit praying. Paul didn't start talking negatively about the church. Come on, somebody. Paul didn't find an excuse to stay away from God's people. Paul didn't get his eyes on Paul was a man of truth. He was a man that would tell it like it is. As a matter of fact, y'all wouldn't want Paul for a pastor. Come on, somebody. I don't think a lot of churches would. Amen. He'll call you to the carpet. Come on, somebody. Paul was an apostle. He didn't play. Amen. Paul was a man of, of God. He loved people. He loved God. He loved the ministry. But Paul always found the faithfulness of God even in the times of discouragement when he was in the prison and, and, and Silas was there with him at the midnight hour. Paul didn't start talking negatively. Well, you know, if God loved me, he, he wouldn't allow this to happen to me. If God did this, if God did that, if God did everything, wouldn't God? Well, where's the church now? Why ain't they bailing me out? You know, I've been faithful to them and Silas, we've been ministering and we've seen people healed and we've seen this and we've We've seen that and we've seen all kind of things, but where they at now? Woe is me. I've been beaten. I'm laying here, wore out in my body. I'm tired in my spirit. No, no, no. He didn't go through all that. He didn't find a reason to, to, to lay the blame on everybody else around him. He found every reason to remain faithful to God and he had the confidence because everywhere he had moved in the good times and even in the, in the not so good times, Paul found the Lord to be faithful and every time it would increase his faith. If you want to increase your faith in God, running from him is not going to help you. You got to run to him. Got to run to him. And Paul had been through many things in his ministry. Shipwrecked. But God was there. And his experience of obedience with God encouraged him and built his confidence in the Lord. And then lastly, stand with me if you will, please. You've got to trust in, trust in God's instruction, trust in his protection, trusting through obedience. And then finally, trusting in his presence. I said before, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he said this in verse number nine. He said, I have commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you. 
whithersoever thou goest. Somebody shout, thank you, Lord. You got to trust in his presence. Ain't that a confidence builder? As I said before, to know I'm not alone. To know, yes, you, you can look back at the past and hold on to it and say, well, you know, I, I, wish, I, I wish Moses was still here. I wish this was still happening. But Joshua had to let it go. Joshua had to say, I got to get my eyes on God. God, I got to get confidence in you. I can't have confidence in the past. I've got to have confidence in the, in the now, in you. Lord, I, I, I've got to hear what you're saying. So he begins to take instruction. He begins to, 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 to receive what God is saying. And then he finds that, that not only is he finding uh, God's uh, God confidence uh, through, through, through the instruction, but he's finding it through the obedience. And then he's finding it through his protection. And he's finding it through his declaration of his, his presence and being there. So I'm not going to let you go. How many knows this morning that God will not turn you loose? Amen. I don't care if you go down to the deepest, darkest trial. He'll have his hand on you. Amen. What a wonderful thought. Joshua is going to be leading into the battle of Jericho, and God already not only gives him instruction on how to get across the Jordan River, he takes off, gets the men, and leads everybody across the Jordan River. Now he's faced with a battle, and God, the God who said, I was not going to, going to, going to leave you, Joshua, I'm right here. Just listen to me. Amen. I'm just, I'm right here. Don't quit. Just listen to me. I know Moses ain't here, but listen to me. I know this is different, but listen to me. And I'm going to tell you how to win the battle. I'm going to tell you how to get the victory. Can you give God praise for his faithfulness this morning? Has he been faithful to you? I want to ask you this morning, all over the church, every head bowed, every eye closed, please, no one looking around. Are you stuck in yesterday? Amen. Are you unsure about today? Are you worried about uh, the possibilities of tomorrow? And I tell you, amen, you don't have to worry about that. You, you don't have to let your confidence be shaken in life. You can take confidence in God because he will not fail you. And you can develop that confidence by diving into his word and by trusting in what he says and, and allowing it to be where you anchor your faith. And God will give you the confidence you need to make your journey by his grace. Father, we love you today. God, all of this church, there may be some, Lord, that that are really, really responding in their heart right now to some of the things, Lord, that you have that you have spoken to our lives. Lord, I ask you right now that you would allow their their heart to hunger and a thirst to say, God, I've lost my confidence. I've lost my confidence in in so many ways. But Lord, I know you can restore it. I know, God, that you can restore me and lift me to be the person you would have me to be and help me to grow in the nurture and admonition of your grace, having confidence in this journey so that I'm not paralyzed by the lies of the enemy that come to steal away my confidence. Father, help me. I surrender myself to you today. Lord, I surrender it all. I surrender God in, in my obedience to you. I surrender my faithfulness unto you. Lord, I surrender my heart, my everything. Lord, have your way. Lord, we give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. As we leave this place, Lord, breathe on us. Lord, of thy wondrous glory. And we'll give you the praise for it all. Amen. And amen.